Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice. Hello and welcome. You know where you are. You know what we're doing. We've got a set of questions. Although at the back of my mind, uh, we are going to do some more um, interviews. But as I say, I'm fed up with saying that. We're going to get Marilyn on you and uh, Georgina and uh, some ladies to inspire you guys. So leave that with me, Mark. I think now we've got a bit of a bank of um, podcasts built up. I can perhaps take a bit of time out to schedule those calls in. Howdy doody, Mark. How are you going down there? I'm oh, good, I'm good. Not a lot new here with me. Um, not much has happened recently. I started, I started, my mate's been making uh, infused ginger. I'm starting to drink that now. Basically, he pours up a load of ginger and then he uh, he um, he puts it in a muslin bag and he strains it all out and he makes this very strong ginger and he uses it as like a tea. And I've started drinking that rather than morning coffee. And it's bloody lovely, actually. Oh, yeah. well, I have a ground ginger in my lemon. Yeah, amazing! Really, really good uh, stuff, ginger, and uh, it's uh, well. If you can get it like that, you're 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 lucky there. Great, brilliant. Okay, uh, for me, guys, updates and things. Let me think. Not a great deal, like Mark said. We just tick over and stuff, but we have got. Plans, Mark has got plans to do his diabetes thing and we've got plans to do a seminar in the new year, so keep an eye out for that. Things are going well from, from this point of view. Family life is taking over there. The kids have all started back school and college and whatnot. So we'll be looking forward to October half term next for as a family and hope to have a little break then. And I'm really looking forward myself to the November internationals with Wales because this year we've got the hardest lineup. We've got Australia, South Africa, and New Zealand, and I think it's Fiji or somebody. Fiji, yeah. Something. I'm going with work to, uh, there's a load of people 40 years. I'm not, not that I'm 40, I'm a bit past that, but a lot of people at 40 this year will going out to the Fiji game in the front meal, so that should oh, be enough. Mate, I tell I'm you, get train back that day, I expect. they got the new surface on the stadium. Oh, you're a train back, you better be, poof, you'll be hammered, I'm sure. What about the, the new surface they've had now? They were none of that. It's about time. Yeah, I know, it was like a carpet before, it was like folding up and stuff, so... Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, well, I mean, you think about it, all the Premiership football grounds, they're all this weave. I mean, you yes. know, the, Liberty, the Liberty's got um, the Ospreys playing, and then the next week, the Swans are playing, and it looks like a perfect oh, you know, thing. So, yeah, why the hell great example. Stadium? I don't know. Yeah, great. I think at the time it was like they signed some whatever, anyway, they bought it, and it was crap, basically. So, yeah, looking forward to the rugby, but, uh, you know, fanatical. Can't wait. So, 
World Cup year next year. First question then, we're going to hopefully uh, keep this one quick. i got to do the school run in a bit, people, and swim in with my boy. Hi, Richard Mark. I've been getting spells of pins and needles and dizziness. Any ideas what it may be? Carol, 68, I think Carol is, and... I told her straight away to see her GP, Mark. What would you say if she turned up to you? Right, I'd need more history because I put those three symptoms she, yeah, go on. into a, a medical website, okay? There are 63 different illnesses that could come from those those three things. Brilliant, right. So, I mean, so not, she's not on any medication. No. She's generally um, well. Yeah. And... Yeah, I like my instinct. I, you know, what about stuff like low blood pressure? Well, that yeah, doesn't give it, does it? It could be anything from right. low blood pressure, carpal tunnel syndrome, um, issues with her um, labyrinth, which is the, the balance center of the year. Mm. There are so many different things. You have okay. to have a full history on this. Okay. So she either she gives us a full history of what's going right. on, yes. where she gets the pins and needles, and when she gets dizzy, what she's doing when she gets dizzy. Or she goes to see a GP because you need to have a full history. Pins and needles is one of the things that a dizziness. They're like they're so difficult to tease out. You actually yeah. have to have the patient in front of you, really. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, good uh, point. And I get a lot of people who who get dizziness after doing certain movements and exercises. Sometimes it can be lifting movements and things like that. A lot of orthostatic hypertension. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it can um, be that. It also could be things like they're getting pins and needles and after exercise. It could be because they're they're trapping nerves in their neck. They could be. Doing, it, it is so many different reasons for pins and needles and dizziness. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and most of them are pretty benign. Most of them, but yes. there are some more serious ones. Yeah, I think we said in a previous podcast the dizziness uh, and uh, the nest people are fainting. Quite often, it's, it's sort of it's so vague, it's hard to, as you say, pin it down or whatever. So, uh, okay, next question from June. Hi, Richard Mark. My mother is 82 and I had atrial fibrillation for many years, treated with aspirin. A doctor has suggested she goes on warfarin and is more, as it is more effective at preventing strokes. But my mother doesn't like the idea of having lots of blood tests, and taking rat poison. What do you think? I didn't know that the warfarin was rat poison. What is it? Mark, <laughs> that is for you. Well, yeah, okay. It's, it's, a, it's, it's quite a simple one, actually, this nowadays. There's been a lot of evidence uh, over the last few years that aspirin has no effect in preventing strokes on people with atrial fibrillation. None whatsoever. In fact, it also causes more bleeding than warfarin does. So there's a big push at the moment to get people off aspirin and put them on warfarin or one of these newer drugs called Noax, which are, um, they're, they're, you don't have to have blood tests. They're tablets you take and you don't have to have blood tests. So anyone who's out there who's on, on aspirin um, for atrial fibrillation, they, shouldn't, they should stop taking it and go see their doctor. That's the first thing, all right? Because... It's not doing them any good, okay? The evidence is that aspirin does no good for atrial fibrillation. Now, for people who don't know what atrial fibrillation is, it's where your heart's irregularly irregular, 
All right, so your your heartbeat is going rather than going dub 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 dub. It's going all over the place. Dub 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 dub. It's an irregular heartbeat, right? It's not an irregular heartbeat that happens palpitation or something. It's a constant irregular heartbeat. Irregular irregularity, as you say. Irregular rate and irregular rhythm basically is, and it's it's basically that in your heart not working properly. So if any. Anyone who's got atrial fibrillation tends to know they've got it, and they're at higher risk of having a stroke, especially the older they are. Now, this lady's 82, so she's got a very high risk of having uh, a stroke if she doesn't have warfarin or one of the new agents. Now, if she doesn't like this idea of having warfarin, she can ask her GP uh, to uh, prescribe one of the newer agents, which have not got the, the body of evidence behind them that warfarin has uh, as far as side effects and interactions have, but... They certainly do do the same job as warfarin. They have the same effect in that they reduce your risk of a stroke by about 70%. So it is uh, very important for people with atrial fibrillation to get off their aspirin and get on, onto either warfarin or a NOAC. So, yeah, take, take your mum there and uh, discuss it with your doctor. Oh, good, good, mate. Good, I mean, the thing is, it, it, people say, I don't want a blood test, but a stroke is a, I mean, if I, it's one illness I don't want to have, it's a stroke. stroke yeah, well, that's it. Coming one from, illness uh, I don't want to have. Coming from you, that's powerful stuff there. So, yeah. uh, good, good advice, Mark. Okay. Next question. John, age 47. Hi, John. Hi, Richard Mark. I have been on a paleo diet as I'm pre-diabetic. I've been on it for seven weeks as I heard from your podcast that diet is the number one treatment for diabetes. I've lost 17 pounds. I'm five foot nine. I was 13 stone four. I've gone down two waist sizes in trousers. I feel great. My family think I'm losing weight too fast. When do I know when I've lost enough weight and are there any long-term complications of the paleo diet? I'll let you go first on this, Mark, but it's very common that thing he's got going on with his family. Yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely common. First thing is, his family might be overweight. It's like the last smoker. They don't want to see anyone give up smoking. Yeah. And for a fact, don't like people getting thinner. I mean, it's simple as that because they feel guilty themselves. But on a serious note, you, you'll know when you've lost enough weight when you stop losing weight because your body will have got, got into the exactly right amount of weight that you should have for your your, your size and body makeup. So you, you won't lose more weight. If you're using a paleo diet and you're not calorie restricted, just pre-eating, you will become into a natural state where you should be. I mean, it may be you, you lose another stone, it may be you lose another six pounds, it may be you lose another two stone, but you'll get to a steady state. I mean, I've been on the sort of paleo-esque, you know, sort of primal diet for about well, four or five years, and I've stayed the same weight for about the last four years. I don't even weigh myself anymore. I don't even think about it because my body just has reached a steady state. Mm. So he won't he won't lose too much weight. Now, what what are the long term side effects? The only thing that I think it may be a problem is if you don't eat. Uh, shellfish or offal because you, if you don't eat shellfish you won't get any th- uh, any iodine, iodine because yeah. you need iodine now iodine most people get iodine through bread because bread is fortified but it, you can get iodine through in Wales you certainly get it through lava bread yeah or you can get it through shellfish now if you eat shellfish once a week you, you cover it right now in our 
ancestry, we used to eat things called sweet meats, which is the thyroid, and we used to, uh, and that's got the only place, part of the human body, that's got thyroid in it. It's concentrated in, in this. So of course, you don't go into Tesco's and order a bit of thyroid, do you? I mean, no one does that. So you need to get iodine from somewhere. I mean, you can supplement it. You can uh, eat shellfish or you can eat lava bread. The other thing is you should eat a bit of uh, offal. You should eat a bit of liver or something or take. I mean, in the previous podcast, you mentioned some other liver supplements. So they're the only two things that I think people should take if they're on a paleo diet. I mean... To be perfectly honest, they're going to get plenty of uh, everything else from uh, the diet. So I don't think there's, any, there's no real long-term side effects of the paleo diet for sure. No. So much less side effects than the Western diet, I'd put it that way. Yeah, I, uh, that's spot on. And uh, the supplements which I take, as I say, because I don't eat uh, shellfish on a weekly basis or offal. I'm one of those naughty people who kind of, you know, not perfect with my food. And I have uh, cognitive care um, for the offal, and there's nature's multivitamin or Argentinian grass-fed desiccated beef liver, which is a bit of a mouthful, but yeah, if you can get yourself some of that. But uh, as Mark always says, and as I, I, I do believe myself, you can eat the food uh, first, then you get it, so... Um, always best. Okay, long-term complications of the paleo diet. No, maybe going to live in a cave and dragging your wife around uh, by the hair. Uh, no, um, I don't think there are. As long as you, my like my caveat on these things is yes, with the deficiencies, that's a great point. But also with that is just people don't go too much on the protein and miss out on the veggies because. Um, you know, and like Mark says, don't miss out on your fats. You don't think meat, 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 because it's not just a meat diet, all right? Okay. Next question, Mark. Yeah, I'm ready. From Alice, 32 years old. Hi, Mark and Richie. I have been suffering with tummy pain for as long as I can remember. I went to my GP recently and arranged a scan looking for goldstones. And he arranged a scan for goldstones, which was normal, and I have been put on a metrazole, which has given me a little relief. He has suggested that I may have IBS as I get bloating and my bowels are all over the place. Ooh. Is there anything else I can do? Mark. Well, that's before, haven't we? Something like this. I mean, yeah, similar stuff, but uh, just to remind people, repetition is how learning happens, so you know, sure, don't mind sure. uh, I mean, repeating. I mean, it's a classic consultation for a GP. Uh, tends to be young women. It can be men, but it tends to, I mean, I have seen lots of men with IBS. Tends to be young women. They you, you immediately rule out anything serious with a, with a scan and uh, maybe just a few bloods and stuff, but. Uh, they tend, they tend to get a little bit better with the metrosorters of PPA, lessens their acid because IBS is a, a, can cause a bit of um, a bit of extra hyperacidity, but it doesn't cure it at all. It just helps a little bit. So, I mean, the metrosorters are probably doing very little, but it, sometimes it helps if you've got a bit of heartburn on top of their IBS. But the bottom line with IBS, it, it's a, it, as far as I'm concerned, and it's not as far as every doctor's concerned, but as far as I'm concerned, if you cut out gluten, you will get rid of your IBS. 
and I've seen it so many times, I'm, I'm getting bored with seeing it because yeah. people come to me and say, thank you for curing my IBS. And I'm like, well, I, well, what did I do? He said, well, you, you, you told me to stop eating gluten two years ago. And if anyone knocks out gluten completely from their diet, almost invariably their IBS will either get completely better or very, very much better. Brilliant. So that would be my first thing I would say to this lady is cut out blue, do it, give it a month, see how you go. If it doesn't get any better, I'll come back and we'll have a think again. Good. And remember that caveat on that advice, which I 100% uh, agree with, is don't eat gluten-free products either and jump from oh, the frying pan into the fire. So just to uh, mark, uh, was, you know, kind of harping on about that in the seminar, Mark, when you were... Tell everybody why, Mark. Because they're, they're actually more sugary than sugar. <laughs> so there we go. So this is why when you've got things like celiac disease and, uh, you know, you, you, you will really struggle because if you eat a lot of these gluten-free products, they're, they're bread or they're this or they're that, but they're all like kind of pasta or these well, they're, crazy they're these products. Mark, don't they even prescribe... These yeah, food, yeah, you pres- actually prescribe food to people with celiac, and it's all just gonna slam a ton of weight on you. So, what you want is naturally gluten free. So, yeah. you know, nuts and fruit and normal cuts of meat and all these things they don't contain gluten. So, yeah, you've got to be very careful with processed foods, you've got to be careful with even things like ketchup. Yeah, and if, if you want to get off gluten, it's very important that you put into Google. Other other names for gluten because the food industry hides it. Yeah, if it's a bit it, of packet, there's a good start. Well, even look at the packet, it's mm. like starch. No, no, I don't mean look on the packet. If it's in a packet. Oh, if it's in a packet, exactly. Yeah, that's a good bloody start, oh, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If, you go, if you go to McDonald's, everything's got gluten in it, even mm. the chips. So you've got, you've got to be careful, right? Mm. Uh, so if you're gonna if you're gonna try to get off gluten, you've got to basically make everything from scratch for a month. If you do that for a month and it hasn't made any difference, well, it's not gluten. gluten. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to do it properly, you've got to do everything from scratch to start off with. Brilliant. And there's loads of the girls that have trouble uh, with their tummies and, and things like that. So men do as well, but it tends to be more women. Yeah, definitely. Uh, fascinating creatures. Fascinating. Well, men. <laughs> Definitely not us, mate. Uh, we're very, very simple uh, creatures, I think. <laughs> the women are the delicate ones. Uh, um, okay, then I say too much. You know, dig myself a little hole here. That is that. We have come to the end of that episode. And just to remind people, while they're sitting there on their computers, if they wouldn't mind taking uh, half a minute or a minute just to click on the old... Um, iTunes and go on there and where it says uh, reviews and then you can leave your own review and rate the show, be as honest as you want, we've had some good productive feedback on the reviews stuff about the sound uh, oh also I didn't mention this we've reduced now Mark you, you're blissfully unaware of this stuff unfortunately uh, or fortunately for you but the download speed has been slow for a podcast because the way we were converting them was like really making the file too big. We've fixed that. So again, someone technical is, I don't understand all this stuff, but someone technical has brought it to our attention. I've told the other guy who does our technical stuff, Paul, who's a legend, last week talking about five or six attempts to do the 
the the event one. So big thanks goes out to Paul for that. But um, what was I saying there? What did it? What, what's it download speed? Oh, so the download it's brilliant. So now he's reduced the file size and it's a lot smaller. So you should be able to get the more recent episodes now will come down a lot quicker. Um, but uh, up to now, uh, or a couple of episodes ago, it was. Um, bit different so stuff like that comes back from the feedback so that's what I was saying get yourselves giving us some feedback giving us a review and um, uh, thank you continue to enjoy see you next time from me and see you next time from me you me and the GP radio show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose treat or cure any disease it is not designed to provide specific advice and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor please note We accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.